Shout out to Jack Holloway and Heaven's Music who provided the title soundtrack to the podcast. It is called Melancholia. Welcome to the Growing Pains podcast where we are helping millennials get out of adult adolescence. One conversation, candid conversation at a time. I am your host, Moki Musao, and I'm joined by the Everilla. Don't get more realer than her and Harrington. Ann, how you doing? I'm doing great. Yeah. Sunday in my sweats. It's like my ideal. There you go. There you go. Um, I mean, it always gets real. And today's going to be no, no exception. But we got through season one. We survived. We did. We did. And, and we're planning season two. That's right. And, yeah. And the hope is to survive. Matter of fact, no, no, no. The hope is to thrive. Right? Mm. Be more organized. Word, word for 2021. See, don't, man, look, let me tell you. I, we we got we to gotta do better. It's got to be better. Well, for me. For me. I'm not a very organized person. Yeah, and, same. Um, oh, wow. Okay, this is going to be tough. Yeah, I think we I think we suffer from from that same thing, which is like lots of lots of ideas and uh, less execution past a certain point. I need an office an office assistant or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is this is getting out of control and it hasn't even started. But um, today we're gonna get into what we can expect from season two, which I think is going to be pretty awesome. Because, mm-hmm. you know, we're actually, you know, planning. We've got, I mean, I got notes. It's going to be good. But m- most importantly, Anne, tell me about the dogs. Um, it's been a dog light week. Man, um, yeah. Dog, and dog light for you, though, is can be dog heavy for many. That's That's very true. Especially, yeah, as someone who doesn't own a dog, I seem to see a lot of them. But um, I mean, I went to the beach twice this week and didn't see any. So um, scouting. Yeah, yeah. It's like, do you, are you astray? Where's your mom? Uh, yeah, no luck. So, um, yeah, really hoping that this next week is more favorable. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I need I need some blessing, some dog blessing I over got, here. I got real lucky this week. So. Um, I was, uh, so I was helping the landlord rent his place out and the, the tenant, the current one that's leaving, um, I had to go check and do a bunch of stuff or whatever. Uh, they got this dog in there and super friendly dog. And, um, the, so that was, so I was looking at, I was checking the apartment out and the tenant was there and like, you know, we was doing the thing, but then I went a second time. This time I was, someone wanted to see the place or whatever. And I get a, I show up there early, which is not typical. <laughs> so, um, so anyway, I'm early, and then I'm just hanging out in my car. And then later, I you know I'm when it's time for the appointment, I go up to the house. I get a text, hey, we're gonna be a little bit late. I'm like, you know what? Let me just go up in this house and you know whatever. Tenants are gone, right? Not okay, not disappeared, but they're just not not home. <laughs> um, but the dog is there. So I yeah. get, I get, fifteen minutes, uninterrupted, with this dog. I need to start figuring out how to. I need to start crowdsourcing dog, uh, dog breed, whatever. Mm. 
mm-hmm. when I'm there because I can't. I, I gotta start and figure out who I'm dealing with. It's like going on a date and you don't even know who you who you're dealing with. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it doesn't turn out well. Boy, do I. I. <laughs> <laughs> Continue. Yeah, well, that's that's about it. So that was uh, I, I got a, I got to see a bunch of it was. It was dog heavy for me this weekend. Here's how it see for me dog heavy is when um when I can have like meaningful even if it's like one meaningful interaction, you know, mm, that's more mm-hmm. than I get most of the time. Yeah. So that was I got one. I think I ended up oh, I got um um uh, for uh when I was picking Max up from daycare, they got a little dog. And, you know, he's a rambunctious little dude named Parker. So, you know How do you I got the thing out with Parker? Uh, this is maybe a, this could be an asked audience question too, but how do you feel about people names for dogs? Cause I'm not, I'm not into it. Uh, Unless it's like kind of an absurd, absurd name. But I also, I, I personally don't buy into the whole, like, this is my, my child, my fur baby thing. I feel like people that name their dogs, people names are fairly bought into that. So here's the thing is I, I got, I got friends who do both. Okay. They got the they got the whole fur baby thing, you know, uh-huh. the family, and uh, and then others who you know you name. I don't know what it's so like. You, uh, so Parker, um, but then you know you've got like, what else would you call it? Like if it's not like R- Rover, Rovers. A, I, I personally, I, I like I, I like know. food names for dogs. Okay, like okay. Um, I'll tell you what, a friend yeah. of mine, they uh, has a man. I hope that thing's still alive, but. Had a, a big old bulldog name was Tater Tot. Exactly. That's yeah. that's looked, genius. That's like what it should big be. Old fat one. Yeah. Great. Um, um, but also, I, I know, do I like. Mind. I don't mind. I don't. I, it's it's a thing now. Like people want to have pets and, and, and not have. So the people want to have pets and not have kids, or or they want to have pets before. I guess it's a trial run for having kids. Sure, or sure. Whatever yeah. you know and. It's, my favorite um, quote from Scrubs: "It's like having a uh, having a kid is like having a dog that slowly learns how to talk." <laughs> man, Scrubs <laughs> is awesome, and uh, I haven't. Well, man, my brothers are more into Scrubs than I, I ever was. But they, you know, dogs are like children that you get to potty train, mm. and you get to they get to talk, and they become adults, and they get jobs. Dogs don't do anything. Eventually, they clean up their own vomit. Right. Yeah. Well, Right, or they learn to just you know <laughs> swallow that thing back in. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Anyways, so I don't, I don't. To me, it doesn't matter. I don't mind. I don't think about it a whole lot in terms of dog names, but in terms of the whole phenomenon of animals, uh, so animals being a part of the family, I get that. Like if mm. I had a dog, you know, for like ten years, twenty years, whatever. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean that that would be tough, you know. When 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 I got when we got to you know put them down. Um, but I think the way that animals are becoming a part of the family is, is a little different now. Uh Uh-huh. For sure. And and that one is one that I'm still, uh, trying to understand. Yep. Same. I'll call it, I'll say try to understand, you know, I I want to be gracious. So not, not in like a, like a, like a a douchey kind of, I mean, there are people who say like, you know, I'm just trying to understand it, but they're really just being, being, you know, whatever. It's like, I I genuinely do want to understand what's going on. Um, but you know, you know, that's, that's life. I, I got too much to worry about and come on, I got bills to pay. I don't have time to keep dealing with all kinds of people's problems. Fair point. Fair point. <laughs> um, 
Well, hey, look, I'm getting all sidetracked. This is getting ridiculous. We're talking about dogs and dating. Yeah, we're dogs. off the rails. We got and you have notes, and I've got us off the rails. So. Right? Can you believe that? See, see, this is the problem. We need, we need a. I don't know. I got. We need, we need a producer to be like, guys, shut up and move I know, on. I know. We need a producer. That's right. Gosh, man, we we got to find a way to make more money though. That's mm, yeah, yeah. Ain't nobody gonna produce this thing for free. <laughs> <laughs> Not everybody can do the thing. We we're doing this for free. We mm-hmm. can't expect everybody else to be as kind-hearted and generous and <laughs> as us. So or have as much ego invested in it, in it as we do. I think that's you know what we can do though. <laughs> you know what we can do though. We can just call it a. We could call it a ministry. Oh. <laughs> and then we just get volunteers, right? You know? There you go. We get interns that, that worship leader. This is for Bible college credit, yeah. guys. You want to produce uh, our podcast? I tell you, man. I tell you, it's like, hey, Moki, you know, you want to lead worship for us? It's like, oh, okay, all right, yeah, yeah. But, you know, we can't pay you, but, you know, you're serving the Lord. But I'm putting in 60 hours a week mm-hmm. for free. And they're like, Moki, you know, God loves you. And I'm like, well, I hope he loves these bills because <laughs> that's what I'm about to give him for the offering. And- I would like at least one of the cattle on a thousand hills, please. And, a, and not a skinny one. Exactly. <laughs> Grass fat and finished. We gotta Grass get on, finished. We gotta we gotta get on topic here. All right. So 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 season two, right? So season one mm. was a whole lot about uh like identity and like I I feel like it's always gonna be about that. Yeah. One of the things I was thinking that was coming to mind was I mean we mentioned it I think the last time when we were recapping is like it's gonna there's um we 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 uh, this idea of experiential knowledge. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like. There's a sense in which, uh, so I was listening to Wes Hill talk, you know, spiritual friendship. He was talking about, uh, you know, theology, right? Like the thing is that, you know, uh, um, like, you know, the idea of like celibacy, for example, it's, it's a theological truth, but it's a felt truth, right? You can't just yeah. be like, oh, you know, celibacy, great idea. Well, I mean, you know, <laughs> you have to practice it. Right. The practicing yeah. is the hard thing. And so. Mm-hmm. But and where the that, theology is really formed too, right? And but yeah. the, the the fact that that the 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 feltness of what we believe and what we you know uh, like our beliefs, our principles, our values is something that's very important for us. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like that thread is gonna kind of go through everything that we end up talking about. Um, what do you think? Definitely, I think um, even just the sort of division is like a very, I mean. A very Western way of thinking that there's like knowledge and practice and they're two separate things. Um, right. You know, two completely separate things. And they're just, right. they're so, um, so interlinked and at times, um, at times indistinguishable. Um, right. Yeah. Right. 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 So, and, and so I'm thinking, so this, you know, I think season two was, was I think cool is looking forward to, I mean, I'm not just thinking through it like from a strictly from like you know a religious point of view. I think I, what I what I actually find I think is going to be pretty cool is finding out, expanding and expanding and going deep in like different ways that we understand the idea of like millennial well being, right? Like mm. you know thinking about the spiritual well being, for example. You know now this comes to you know one there's the theological and like the practical uh, the the, the the, th- the thought and the praxis, uh, but also just like the idea that we, you know, one of the realities that we live in with as millennials is that um, the the evangelical 
conservative lens is not the only lens to look at spiritual well-being. Mm-hmm. And the question is, is that a good thing or a bad thing? Well, that's one question. But another question is, well, how has that worked out? Or how does that work right. out? Right? Because I feel like there's all, there's lots of different ways to do one thing. Um, now, let me pause. What I'm not saying is that there are lots of different ways to get to salvation. That's a different question. Yes. The, the, which I, I don't want to deal primarily with that question. Right. Yeah. The idea that's not of, that's not our focus here. That's right. But the the idea the 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 um the question about how do you live out a healthy spiritual life, I think is one that we can explore mm-hmm. more deeply. Love it. In different ways. Man, I sound so so much better when I have notes. You know what I mean? Just boom, 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 boom. Hitting all the points. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? So, so millennial well-being, the spiritual, the mental and emotional, um, the physical. I was thinking, you know, the here's the thing. When I think about physical well-being and fitness, primarily eating, dieting, and sleeping, and blah, blah, blah. It's like, my question I have is, do you need to have a plan to have a a, a good physical, to have physical health, or do you just need to just have the the like a, a desire and then you just kind of figure your way out through it so like you know kind of like the, the analogy I, I can think of is like you know just going going to the gym and just doing whatever and saying man that was good and then you walk out and leave or going to the gym with a purpose and like you know you hit your you know leg day whatever day and then you know and you're actually moving towards some kind of like progression mm. um or is it okay if i just you know do my 10,000 steps a day for 10 years, that's going to get yeah. me through. You know, I, I don't know. That's, that's one thing I want to, I, I want to ask someone and have somebody educate me on, but you know, what do you think? Um, I think that, I mean, like a lot of things in life, it's, you know, like to say, I want to be fit is not a specific goal. So you have to define what fitness is. You have to define like why, and this, like I said, this applies to so many things in life. You know, it's not to, it's not enough to just say, I want to, um, you know, I want to be more financially responsible. You have to mm-hmm. define what that means, like make clear what your priorities are. What's your, what's your plan for that versus, you know, um, just, just like, you know, you could, the more haphazard way of doing it would be like, just checking your account at the end of every week and making sure that you have a cushion, you know, versus being like, this is okay. This is our plan for every dollar that comes in and out. Um, and, and it's not even to say like some people are okay going that route, you know, like some people are like, they're just conservative enough, enough spenders or whatever that they really can not budget too much, you know? And, um, some of us are not, so we need a little more guidance, um, and, and different goals too, you know? So if you're trying to save, you probably have to have a, a plan for it. Um, and the same I would say is true with probably with fitness. Like if you're just, Oh, I want to, you know, I want to increase my longevity, reduce my risk of heart disease and stroke and all of that stuff, then it probably is enough to just get your 10,000 steps or, you know, do like some, random workout so long as you're moving your body. But if you're like, Oh, I want to lift this much or I want to look right, a certain way, you know, 
want to run a marathon, those mm. are some different fitness goals that right. need a little more um, specificity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I remember, um, you know what? I gotta, we gotta, I gotta see if, um, I don't know, is it Spencer Johnson or Spencer Kyle Johnson? Who, who, what's the dude? How do you, what's the dude's first name? He's Southern, so his, his first name is not what people call him. That's like is a Southern Kyle? thing, I think. It's, yeah, it's Kyle. Man, it's a Southern I thing. I Man, I've, I've never known what that dude, how to yeah. address him. Um, anyways, I think he could be really helpful because he was, there was a while where he was sharing some information about, just um not it's not the myth of obesity but like the the how we understand i think being overweight definitely is is, is one that's just more detrimental than it is helpful and yeah. so i think that could be i gotta make i gotta i'm gonna hit him up and see if he wants to talk about that anyways but yeah but you're right there is like it is goal oriented there is it depends on each person um, but I feel like there is also a way in which there's gotta be, well, I don't say there's gotta be, but, um, you know, <laughs> if you're like at risk of a heart attack, uh, on a regular basis, that's a problem <laughs> and it's yeah. preventable. Okay. Yes. So like, and definitely. again, here's this, I mean, didn't mean to laugh at someone being at risk for a heart attack, but just the. Uh, yeah, the Moki, the Moki facial expression that went with that was a little comical. So I apologize to anyone who was offended by that. It's it's not my fault. It's Moki's. It's okay. Blame <laughs> me. You know what? You're very entitled to. You know, there was a one guy a long time ago who blamed a woman for mm. doing something that he. Anyways, whatever. I digress. What goes around comes so, around. And right, it was it was about it was it was about time. So, uh, but. And here's the thing is, 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 you know, not just people who are more are heavier get are at risk of heart attacks every single day. You know, lots of people are, you know, just so and preventable. That's one thing. So anyways, anyways, we can talk about that another time. Um, So physical. But then here's the thing that I think is has a, a lot of the is not undervalued or understudied. But it's something that is perhaps underappreciated and one of the biggest uh, areas where like the whole Dunning-Kruger effect happens is in the mental and emotional mm. well-being. Yeah. And um, I, I read an article set once saying that like the, the whole Dunning-Kruger thing is a myth or whatever. I need to go back and look at that. I want to make sure that I'm not being like led down a... You know, I'm not, you know, sipping the Kool-Aid, but, you know, the, everyone's got an Enneagram number. Everyone's taking the Enneagram test. Everybody's taking the Myers-Briggs. Everybody takes all these personality exams and tests and assessments. And, and, and we all of a sudden know who we are and it determines our lives and so on and so forth. And there's a lot of information and misinformation. And I feel like mental and emotional well-being is one of the areas where you, you can have the greatest amount of self uh, deception. Huh. Yeah. Uh, but also one where once, once the, once things click, I mean, then you're, I mean, it just, it empowers almost every area of, of your life. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's, I think the one that I'm just most excited to, to, di- yeah. to, to dive into. 
Definitely. I think, um, like you were saying earlier, it's just, it's not like that whole, there's all of this pop psychology is available with, you know, the click of the pop Google search button. That's what it's called. Pop yeah. And, um, and the real test is, I mean, it does matter to me, especially like as a practitioner, it matters to me if it's evidence-based, but it cause like stuff can also be helpful to individuals that isn't necessarily evidence-based, you know? So like Myers-Briggs is not particularly evidence-based Enneagram's not, but like a lot of people find it helpful. And I think that's like what you were saying earlier with, um, does the knowledge yield results? So for some people, sure. And for others not. And then, you know, for some people it's, I think sometimes that stuff can be detrimental if it's not, um, used the right way. So that's a different kind of result too. Um, and I, you know what? And once so here's and here's one thing. Pers- from on a personal, I mean, everything on this point is personal. But you know, as since you are a practitioner in this, I think I, I'm just I'm interested to to learn more about even dynamically what's what's happening. Also, like physiologically, in when when you're, you know, it, in the mental, emotional, like well being, how that how the body affects that and then also how the emotions mm. affect the body and how that, you know, the whole cyclical thing. But, but also I think that there's just so much about it that I don't understand. And I'm just super pumped to, to learn more. Um, I, you know, the, the, the Enneagram is really interesting because, and please correct me because I, I'm, I know you, you, you know more about this than I do, but I, the Enneagram is, is, is an assessment which has been proven that it's um man how do i say this that it it is it it's is it, it's not empirical is it no right no. i mean it's proven that it's not but the myers briggs when assessment like it was created for a purpose like it, it was right, right? so it's so there's a different but that any i don't even know what the enneagram how did that even come about I thought um, it was like all this new age stuff. It's not. It's been around for a long time. Um, I'm not really, really. I read a book about it a while ago and didn't retain any of it. So, uh, right. which is I mean, like, this is my cool. brain post grad school. I'm like, I think I read this in a book, and I can't yeah. remember exactly what it said. Um, I feel like that's sufficient attribution, though. <laughs> so yeah. That if someone <laughs> says that, hey, and plagiarizing. No, no, I, I said that I read it somewhere. I just <laughs> I read it, I think, in a Richard Rohr book. Uh, I actually, I think the book is called The Wisdom of the Enneagram or something like that. But mm. he talks about it there. Um, it's been around for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, Myers-Briggs, um, yeah, kind of came out of like young, I think Jungian psychology, if I remember uh-huh. correct. Yeah, that's right. Uh, correctly? Yes, that's right. Um, mm-hmm. um, and it's... It is like empirical in the sense that it measures something, which the Enneagram doesn't, um, or it attempts to measure some, some things, Mm -hmm. different traits. Um, and I can't remember which one. So it's, uh, there's two measures of statistical, uh, well, I'm trying to like explain them without using the word to that I'm trying to define, but there's like two measures used in statistics to determine how like, um, valuable or something, I guess would be the most approximate mm-hmm. way to say it. Uh, a 
a an outcome is, and that's validity and reliability. And I think that uh, validity means that I might be getting them mixed up, but I think validity, it's been a while since I took research methods. Validity measures um, whether or not the test measures what it says it's supposed to measure. That's like the validity um, uh, number. And then reliability is, can you repeat the test and get the same yeah, results? Yeah, yeah. And that uh-huh. Myers-Briggs uh-huh. Isn't, uh, doesn't repeat, like isn't, you can't uh, replicate the results consistently. Right. So well, that's the whole anyway, point of it, though. yeah, that's what that's what well, I've learned has been the 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 the, um, the 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 beauty of the whole thing is that like hey you know in in the next in another stage of life you'll take it and you'll you'll be something completely different. You know? Right, right. Which is kind of like the failure of American psychology is that we view traits as static, and of Western psychology. Oh, so and, it's supposed to. So is like the fact that things change. If that is actually supposed to be what's happening or is that yeah. what's supposed to happen? Um, I don't think that, I don't think Myers-Briggs meant to, um, meant to have it be that way. Like I think they, they wanted to measure static traits. Mm-hmm. Um, I think because that was just very much the approach to psychology back then. But I think what, you know, the result is that you learn that these traits are not static. They're much more flexible, uh, um, uh, than people think. So, okay. Um, Hang on, I'm just double checking because I'm irritated at myself for not remembering reliability versus validity. Yeah, we gotta. We can't be spewing. Okay. Yes, reliability is is about consistency of a measurement or of a measure. So can you replicate it? Validity is about the accuracy of the measure. Got it. Got so it doesn't measure what it says it's going to measure. Okay. Shoot. Okay. I did so- remember. My Professor Karen Mason, be proud of me. There you anyway. go. Actually, I, I think I sent her a connection request on LinkedIn this week. Karen, if you're, li- I mean, sorry, Doctor Mason, <laughs> if you're listening, please respond to my request. Anyways, <laughs> um, uh, but and then uh, so n- the along with the mental, uh, mental, emotional, I and I think it'll be cool to dive into the. Um, the entrepreneurial spirit and how, I, I mean, this whole, this past year, you know, doing the whole entrepreneurial thing, I'm realizing that that mindset is one that you, you need something of that or a little bit of that to um, rise out of the mire of the 99%. Mm. And I don't mean that, but what I mean by that is that, I think I got some friends who are entrepreneurs, business owners, and they got their own things and um, like where they are now and where they started are totally different, but there's this like singular determination uh, to just give the very best product or at least give the very best effort over time for this one passion and it's just been really cool to see how they how they've just you know survived mm-hmm. and how that you know plays how that relates to not just that endeavor itself but just life in general and this is the thing i want to figure out how are, do you have an entrepreneurial spirit and maintain healthy relationships mm-hmm. uh and cuz yeah along with the friends I've seen, I also hear stories like, you know, I had this business and then like my wife left me, my children left me and, uh, you know, my, 
you know, all my friends left me, but here I am. And, you know, the whole Grant Cardone thing. <laughs> but, uh, but anyways, that's, I'm excited for that. Yeah. Um, you know, my whole life and can't be about growing pains. <laughs> Some point the growing t- pains have to pay off and, and <laughs> get you somewhere. You see what I'm saying? The growth has I to gotta, happen. I can't. Preferably I can't. in the bank account. You see what I'm saying? So, uh, but anyways, I'm just, I'm, I'm hyped for that. Uh, mm-hmm. And I think there's lots that we could talk about too, uh, along with that. But in general, I think we got some pretty good. We got a good tailwind, I think is what it's called, mm-hmm. pushing us forward. Yep. And I'm excited. Me too. Me too. Me too. Um, what, what's next on your notes before I derail? That was again? the last thing. Okay. Um, the last thing I had. That's I'm yeah. look. This is it. See that? Wait, where's where's my camera at? I got nothing left. All right. This is, come on. You know what? I'm going to do this. That's the last thing on my notes. Anne. So <laughs> Anne? Question mark? Uh, well, we, we definitely wanted to announce with, with this introductory episode to season two, one of the things that we're hoping to do um, is engage with you, our listeners, more um, than we have in the past season. So, um you know, if you're connected with me or Moki on Instagram, you see, we post about the podcast from time to time. Um, but we, uh, shameless plug. I think what else am I? It's not, it's no shame. Rate and review, leave comments. Uh, we also are at the growing pains pod or growing pains podcast on Instagram. Um, yeah. And we would love like comment on episodes. We plan to respond to comments both on Instagram and then if it warrants it, um, on the podcast. So all comments, all comments, including any vitriol you feel. Yeah. Um, you know, I have gotten some vitriol and sure, sure, sure. And we've been very controversial, you know, it's been good. (laughs) I, the, 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 the disagreeing comments are, are the most helpful. Oh, 100%. Because, yeah. Because they, they, that's where, that's where the growth happens. Yes. Right. Um, I, you know, so the, during the presidential debates, a, 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 a lawyer, man, this dude, Kwame Christian, dude's famous in the negotiation world, dude's famous. He's talking about how, you know, the, the purpose of the debate is not to change someone's mind. It's to just continue to reaffirm your position, mm. but that's not how comments work. I'm not reaffirming mm. my position when I read your comments. I think to myself, Hey, that was insightful. Let me yep. look at my position and see how yep. I can uh, improve it or maybe change it or figure out, hey, my position actually is more reasonable. So yeah. the, that's what all that stuff is for. In any case, you know, we're here for the people. Yep. So, I mean, yeah. JFK, so, I'm here for the people. Or if there's like, you know, I also think too, there's, I'll, I'll listen back to these podcasts sometimes and I'm like, oh my gosh, we missed like one very glaringly obvious point or, you know, all the time. And so if you catch that, let us know because that's helpful. And exactly. And it might be helpful to other people to hear. So, uh, yeah, we want to hear from you guys. Yeah. Cool. Well, Hey, um, rate and review. Mm -hmm. Um, Hit us up on the IGs, mm-hmm. um, and I wanted I I, I want to be spending a, a lot, some more time on LinkedIn too. 
So hit me up on the IGs, on the LinkedIn's, on the Facebooks. And anything else before we roll up out of here? I don't think so. I think I'm set. Nice. All right. Well, hey, people, don't forget to, uh, you know, do, do, do what you got to do. We're going to keep doing what we got to do. Um, this is uh, Moki. I'm the host of the Growing Pains podcast. I'm hosted by, hosted, I'm joined by the Rilla Eva, Rilla Don't Get More, Will and Harrington. And from us here at the GPP, we are out.